Hi everyone, thanks for stopping by our table of disappointment. This is How They Got Away, the show where we discuss the unsatisfying endings to your favorite unsolved or unpunished true crime and corporate greed stories. I'm your host, Kelsey, with my co-host, Annalise, and our guests, Anna, Anthony. Today we'll be discussing the murder of Declan Leons. It is also known to some as the flatbread murder. And if this one is there a pita murder? I, I don't know. The pizza dough murder. The pizza dough. Ooh. The mozzarella murder. <laughs> and if this one doesn't make you say, how the hell did he get away with that one? I'm not sure anything will. So Declan H. Leons was born November 16, 1997, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to Dr. Thomas and Colleen Leons. He went to high school and college in Wisconsin, and in college he studied philosophy and religion. He played soccer and met his partner, Leslie. Her name's actually Jody, but she went by Leslie, which is her last name. So she kind of had that two first name thing mm -hmm. going on. Oh. Declan and Leslie moved to Vermont together. Vermont! Oh my God, local. <laughs> local. Where he pursued, pursued, almost went into a British accent there, his passion in organic agriculture. I don't know if he... How did he found, make the switch? I don't know. I tried to look it up. I don't know if he found that in college. I mean, he was in Wisconsin, and there are quite a few farms in that good area. Good old cheese. Good, good old cheese. He was deeply committed to the environment and social justice issues, which is, yep, okay, Vermont's going to be the place for you. Yeah, yeah. And he also liked music, snowboarding, gardening, cooking, and had a cat named Sparrow. That is a Vermont man, if I have ever heard of one. <laughs> Nature man. Whoa. He was also a naturalist and, a com and an accomplished poet. This man was just doing everything. In 2000, he and Leslie had begun discussing marriage, and in 2002, they had begun to plan the wedding. He was expecting his first child in June of that year. You said 2000. When you started talking about this, I disregarded any dates. It was thinking this was like an early. <laughs> no, no, no. You said 2000. I'm like, wow, this man does not belong in the 2000s. Actually, no. yeah, you're right. He was born in 1977. <laughs> you know, I wasn't. I, I didn't get this 77. I thought like 1900s. I was like a naturalist. He like, I was thinking, whatever. I agree. Oh, 60s, 70s. No. 2000s. Two, early 2000s. He was expecting his first child in June. He died April 18th, 2002, at 24 years old, before he and Leslie were able to get married and before he even got to meet his first child. So sad. So how'd this happen? On April 12th, 2002, police were called to an American flatbread in Waitsville, Vermont. This is actually the birthplace of American Flatbread, the company, like Waitsfield specifically. So fun oh. fact. Okay. And before we go any further, I want people to understand how small of a town Waitsfield, Vermont is. In 2002, there was a population of approximately 1,600 people. Total. I thought you were going to say just 16 hours ago. Like, no, that's, a, that's too small. That's just a senior no, but that's, To put that in perspective, yeah, that's, our that's what we would consider a small town in 2020 had 10 times that. Oh. So even though we would consider where we live, maybe a small city or a small town, this is a small, small town. The police, they deal with bears. They deal with speeding and drunken, disorderly Tom. That one guy, the <laughs> town drunk Tom, they, they're not prepared for what's happening. 
stuff doesn't happen here. This is one of those places where you hear nothing happens. They were selling drugs. What's next? Until something happens. Declan was in charge of stirring the big pot of sauce that they served throughout the week every, every Friday. He would make the sauce for the coming week. He was a sauce man. Actually, <laughs> his boss referred to him as the sauce boss. Oh, oh wait, you're right. He's mm-hmm. the sauce boss. A waitress heard a loud pop. And so she and the three other workers that were in the restaurant at the time rushed outside to investigate. There she found Declan, an employee of the restaurant, on the ground with a gaping hole in his head. They called an ambulance and attempted CPR, but he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Yeah, he's got a hole in his head. I guess they thought it was some kind of workplace accident. This is a tiny town gun, like assuming someone's been shot is not the first thing someone thinks of. You have heard, or they heard a pop, but like they don't, again, gun violence is not the thought. They thought they heard a sound. So they had a silencer then. I have no idea. I don't know how loud this pop Yeah, is. I don't know how guns work either, because if it sounds like a pop... I don't think it should sound like a pop. That's how she described it. I mean, it is a pop, but, like, you know, it's loud still. Semantics. So I guess they thought it was some kind of workplace accident, but the medical examiner later discovered that he had been shot in his head. The other, His other co-workers who found him could clearly tell he had a severe head injury. There was a gaping hole in his head. But, again, gun violence is not the first thought. They thought maybe he'd been hurt somehow. So the police could, and also the police couldn't find the bullet or the cartridge. And due to the damage to the skull, they had no idea what kind of gun had been used. This was 20 years ago. They didn't have quite the ballistics they have today. And they had nothing. <laughs> so it went straight through. It did appear so. Or somebody went and t- removed it, but they would not have had a lot of time to do so. But let me go a little further and explain possibly why they couldn't find the bullet. In the sauce. In the sauce! A little bit of spice. They knew it was a high-velocity rifle, fired from a distance of 5 to 10 feet. So it's possible it just passed right through and vanished. That's D&D distance with your That's D&D distance. That's That's a little too close. That is point-blank range. Yeah. Yeah. They suspected a 30-30 because of the extreme damage to the skull. This is a particularly high-powered rifle. Mm. But again, they didn't have a bullet didn't have a cartridge, and the damage to the skull was so severe that there was really no way to be sure. They had no real way to back this up. Other than that, they had Bacchus. They had no evidence. Declan had no enemies. Everything in life was going great. Mm -hmm. He was expecting his first child in June. He was looking into getting married. He didn't seem to have any financial troubles. He had a stable job. No one came forward and said he had any enemies. To all accounts, he was a friendly dude. So they had no idea who would want him dead. And to kill him outside an American flatbread. It's the just, sauce boss! It's the sauce boss! He's making the sauce! When you make it the sauce, but you uh get a little too lost in the But sauce. It, yeah, like, this was... They made the sauce outside, which is why no one saw this. Oh. So... I was wondering, like, what was, like, outside you're making the sauce? Yeah, when you said making sauce, I was like, oh, in the kitchen, and a window was open, and oh, the bullet just goes out the window, but now this is... Well, American Flatbread had this policy of making sauce, the sauce-making station being outside, because they would make it over an open fire, and the idea was that it would add flavor to the sauce, Mm -hmm. the, like, smoky air, so no one saw anything. In the winter. Sorry, I'm just thinking about in the winter. I know, but in the winter, making sauce outside. I mean, there's also fire, so it's not the worst. Mm. They stopped doing this. They stopped making sauce outside, not because of the murder, just because the health department changed their 
codes, so they yeah. couldn't get away with that anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, this is a terrible accident. The bird flies over. True. Your sauce is done. That is true. <laughs> the Mayfly. Like, the murder, it's terrible, but it's not really a reason to stop cooking stuff outside that specific. That's a reason to put cameras yeah. out. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe have bug buddy system. So they had nothing. Until somebody decided to open their big fat mouth. Their big fat stupid mouth. Interesting. Over a month after the murder, Isaac Turnbach went to a friend's house and, while doing mushrooms around a campfire, bragged that he had murdered Declan Leans. They always brag. That's so weird. They Can you imagine just being like, I just killed a man out to do in shrooms? And I'm like, damn. Well, you imagine you're at a party. You're hanging out with friends. There's a campfire. Maybe there was some s'more action going on. You're doing some shrooms. Not for me, but, you know, they're having a good time. They're chilling out. And then that one guy is like, eyes. oh, I murdered that guy in town. That happens Remember at the that? hospital, oddly enough. Uh, at least, like, when elderly people patients... People admit to murdering people? Well, I mean, like, okay, I remember that, like, uh, this was an online thing where a nurse would talk about how an old lady oh, yeah. talked to her. Deathbed like, confessions. Yeah, which, where this old lady was like, I let a black kid die or something, or a little black girl die because she had, like, a better dress than me or something like that, which is scary because there's been cases of, like, not cases, but it's just, like, old people admitting they did stuff like that, going, like, hey, back then, like, I did this. And then, like, years later, they feel guilt. And I'm just, like... Because they're... they're Potentially facing their maker. Yeah, Yeah, they're just like, I'm going to die soon. I'm going to tell everyone that I had little Isabel dead. It's a, so, yeah, it's a super tiny town. Odds are someone at the party knew Declan at least a little. Mm-hmm. Someone has been to the American flatbread. Someone's been to the American flatbread. <laughs> Once. And I'd be sitting there, I would be sitting there trying to act cool, just questioning my entire life. How do I get here? How do I have a friend that's modern? Even day. if I don't believe them, just like who thinks that's like funny to like yeah. brag about modern days though pull out your phone and start recording that shit <laughs> like, yeah possible. exactly you just the smartphone like in the corner like oh dang that's crazy recording the entire what thing you, you can put on a recording put it down whoa that's down. like wow tell us more wow. isaac yeah same uh, say more buddy yeah i'm not calling the cops or anything so the situation concerned one friend so much, as it yeah, might, yeah, yeah, that he actually called Isaac's mom. Oh! oh poor God. Isaac's mom! I know! And this call really concerned Kathy Turnbaugh, as you might imagine. Remind me how old this guy is? 24, I believe. Two years older than early, t- Early to mid-20s, like- not old at all, around the same age as Deb. And she's, uh, Kathy later admitted that her son had been acting... Very strangely, as of late. She noticed this change in behavior, conveniently, right after Declan was killed. Huh! Huh! Hmm. I wonder what's happened. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. Isaac had told both his mother and his father that he had killed Declan before this. Right. But... But if you didn't see, I went wide-eyed and stared at Kelsey. (laughs) They didn't believe him. And I know that's like, what? Why would? There's a couple reasons why, which kind of make you go, 
yeah, okay. I can <laughs> kind of see that. Because that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. But Isaac actually worked at this American flatbread with Declan. They were co-workers. No. They were no. co-workers. And everyone said they were good work friends. He was actually questioned by police as a co-worker and friend to try to see if he knew anything about Declan's life, if he had any enemies. And so his parents didn't think he had any reason to kill Declan. They just thought maybe it was in poor taste or something like that. And according to his attorney, Kurt Hughes, at the time he admitted to killing Dylan, Isaac was on shrooms, which I mentioned at the party, hmm. and supposedly had some sort of schizophrenic break, which I understand can happen if you're on shrooms and have weak brain chemistry. That can happen. <laughs> Although, who's saying he had a schizophrenic break? The attorney or a doctor? It's not clear at this mm-hmm. point. He made other claims that were obviously false at the same time, mm-hmm. such as being involved in the 9-11 attacks, which, remember, this is 2002. It had just happened six months ago. So he's like confessing to all this. So his parents are, like, overwhelmed by him. Just I would be more concerned things. that he just has, like, problems. Yeah. And then he also admitted to being involved in violence in the Middle East. I don't know what that means. He was involved. Oh. And other, generic violence and other terrorist violence. attacks mm. and things that like didn't let up didn't yeah. line up set like our yeah. lies yeah get your kid help but maybe you don't believe all the things that maybe you know if your kid says like i was involved in violence in the middle east that makes you go what and also 9-11 and then you think that's a fresh wound and then also i killed that guy declan you're like okay that's a little bit smaller than the 9-11 thing the violence in the middle east is also a fresh wound it is Nine yeah. Eleven's a little closer to home, but yeah, like why? Like that sounds more like to me that maybe he was having some kind of mental health issues. Yeah. Mm. That, but it's also like he's admitted this specific thing multiple times to multiple different people at this point. Yeah. So I can understand not necessarily believing him with this context, mm. but it's still a huge red flag. Like I've never been at a party where someone confessed to being behind a local murder. Even as a joke, that's like not funny. Although to my knowledge, I've also not been to a party where mushrooms were involved, so I don't know what happens when the mushrooms are involved. I gotta imagine that a friend confessing to murder really harshes the vibe, though. Yeah. I can't see that really adding to the experience. Yeah, you don't go back to like talking about your like crazy fantasy of the things that you're seeing. You can't. After that, like no. that, the vibe is down. No. You all go take a nap. <laughs> that's whack, Declan. Anyways. I'm going to go walk home. But after the friend called with their concerns, so now she knows he's admitted it to multiple people, she thought maybe there's more truth to this claim than she originally thought. Mm -hmm. So she made a call to the police. Imagine having to make a call to the police about your own son because you have enough evidence to think he might be involved. Imagine how much evidence do you need to truly believe your own child's capable of this. I could not find a whole lot about his life before this. From what I could tell, it sounds like he had a really normal bringing up and life Mm -hmm. up to this. Nobody saw this coming. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That really sucks. I feel really bad for his parents, and other stuff happens, too. Not as, not crazy things, but other stuff that makes you think, oh, man, these poor parents. The police showed up the next morning to talk to Isaac, which was which again is the second time he's been interviewed. The first time as a friend and coworker of Declan's, now as a person of interest. Usually, 
in this situa situations, you hear about people talk about how he was a weird dude, that there were signs like in our, my last episode, like there were signs with that guy. Mm -hmm. Again, mm -hmm. nothing. One of his coworkers, I want to share a quote from her, actually said, quote, all of us can't fathom why this would have happened. She's also quoted as saying, quote, not a lot of bad vibes, not a lot of animosity, which I'm sorry. That is the most Vermont thing I've ever heard anyone say about bad murder. Vibes. Not a lot of bad vibes, bro. She said this to police. Not a lot of, you know, bad vibes. But again, like, uh -huh. there was no reason for Isaac to have any bad feelings toward Declan at all that anyone could tell. So this time, police ask him, uh, hey, dude, uh, why'd you tell your friends last night that you murdered Declan? What's going on with that? I imagine that's exactly how they asked that. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, bestie. Hey, dude. Did you work this man? And Isaac couldn't really explain why he'd confessed to killing Declan, but said that he didn't do it. Because mm -hmm. I super believe you now. Yeah. But again, he was under the influence. Yeah. So he did confess to being involved in 9-11. Yeah. So a lot going on. Looking into Isaac further, they discovered that his dad owns a 30-30 high-powered rifle. Huh! Wow! I wonder! Now, again, they do not have the forensic evidence to prove yeah. that Declan's murder weapon was a 30-30, but it was most definitely a high-powered velocity rifle. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Interesting. With that, and the fact that he'd confessed to a bunch of witnesses the night before him, he was arrested about four months after Declan's death and charged with first-degree murder. Mm -hmm. mm. So we're looking at August, September at this point. Okay. So the trial. Isaac pleads not guilty to the murder, August 27th, 2002. So August. In March of 2004, because again, trials take Forever. a long time to get together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isaac Turnbach stood trial for the murder of his friend and co-worker Declan Leons. There are a few factors that makes this case really difficult to prosecute. Mainly is the lack of evidence, mm -hmm. lack of forensic evidence, lack of a motive. There's no reason people could see that this murder occurred, mm -hmm. which is difficult for prosecution to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this person killed them when you have no real murder weapon, no motive, no one seeing him at the crime, nothing. And another issue was that shortly following his arrest, Isaac had two stays in a mental institution, as well as a stay in a halfway house in some point during that. He also had purportedly been diagnosed with a, quote, serious mental illness. And mm -hmm. I'm not quoting that because I don't think it's true. It might be. There's clearly something going on. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure what. I think that's for privacy reasons. Every article I looked at wouldn't say what he'd been diagnosed mm -hmm. with, but that he had been diagnosed with something at this point. And was on medication, so he's medicated at this point. That's good. He might have, he'd been needed to be medicated for a oh, while, yeah. I think. He just needed a little. He done been needed. Yeah. I think it's also pertinent to mention that schizophrenic breaks and schizophrenia do tend to drop around your mid to, mid to late 20s or your early 30s. That's what a lot of mental illnesses manifest. For, exactly. Like, oh. I can't remember the exact percentage, but it's, like, one of the biggest um, appearances of mental illnesses, like, without your lifespan. Like, the early 20s, like, that area is when yeah. most people develop that, or it 
becomes like symptomatic. That's whack thinking about it where you're like almost done with the, like your mental development and they're just like, hey, look what we found in this cab note over here. Depression. It's a lot of times the things that you've carried through your mental development, right. now it's showing up as your. Once the timer goes off and the yeah. brain comes out of the oven, somebody else comes in with some depression sprinkles and it's like, this needs to be added and shoves oh, it on there as it's anxiety. cooling. Because it, that's when your brain, your prefrontal cortex is finishing up. So right. every, everyone's like, okay. We're established. And then someone else comes out of the closet like, hello. According to court papers, Isaac also admitted to having the gun on him the day of the murder. I also, uh, just on out and about on the town, carry around a 30-30 high-powered rifle. Yes, in my very safe small town where nothing happens. In fairness, Waitsfield, Vermont is in like mid-Vermont area. There are hunting areas nearby. So there are there is a hunting season that starts April 23rd on April 23rd. It's turkey season. I don't think you need a high powered rifle to hit turkey. Yeah, that'll that'll blow them right on up. Hello. Just make sure you got it. No one said he was a good shot. So the prosecution's best bet is to point to the lies Isaac told to the police because he was interviewed the first time and said he had no idea what had happened, which is a lie. If he did do it, because in fairness, we kind of assume that he did do it for reasons that we will get into later. But in the court system, you are innocent until proven guilty. Mm. They also pointed to the confession he made at the party. Yeah. In front of multiple witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> as evidence that they also they pointed that to that specifically as evidence of premeditation. premeditation. I don't know. Like the they tried to say that the lies he told police and his confession were evidence of premeditation to this murder. That's not how I would define premeditation. I think they were going for, they were trying to get that in addition to murder. They were trying to just get him on something. I think that's what they're trying to do there. Well, uh, well, lying to police would be a charge. That you could, mm. In order to be first degree, it has to be premeditated. I think that's what they were trying to yeah. go for. So yeah. I they were not able to. Otherwise, it can that. be third degree or manslaughter as an accident. But it's a gun. It yeah, wouldn't exactly. be an accident. So it would at least have to be second degree. Gun. There are a lot of gun murder accidents all the time. Yeah, yeah right. but like right at the head, though. And very no, close, I, if close this range, happened, how we think so. this happened, this was definitely not an accident. However, lying to the police after the fact doesn't really scream premeditation to me. That more screams, I screwed this up. Yeah. And I'm lying I now, so I don't get in trouble. Huh. Uh, my mommy told on me to the police. Ooh, I don't want to get in trouble. Also, neither does confessing a month later on shrooms at a party. That Neither of those really screams no. premeditation to me, but I do think they were trying to go for that first degree murder charge. Yeah. So they yeah. had to prove it. Yeah, to prove mm-hmm. that was somehow planned. Yeah. And again, this confession is a little hinky because he was on mushrooms at the time. Yeah. And also made a bunch of other confessions that were obviously false in addition yeah. to the murder. And lying to the police is always pretty suspicious. Yeah. But it isn't really proof of premeditation. On April 6, 2004, two years uh, thereabouts after the murder took place. Would that place, be obstruction of law? What, lying to the police? Yeah. I think it would be lying to an officer. It could be obstruction of justice. Is that what, sorry, that's my me, obstruction of justice. Is that what it's under? Maybe. I believe so. Okay. I could not remember like, figure exactly. out something, and they're like, "Hey, you're not." But it's also a little hinky because he didn't like directly lie to police. Yeah. Because he said he had no idea what happened. 
If he had a psychotic break, he could not know it. That's also true. And also, they still have to prove that he did the murder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if they can't prove he did the murder, you can't prove he lied about then it. Then it's either. all in all point. Then it's all in all point. Exactly. That would mostly be something you could tack on after the fact to extend yeah. a sentence. Okay. So, April 6, 2004. After only five hours of deliberation, Isaac Turnbaugh... That's quick. ...was acquitted in the murder of Declan Leons. Okay, now why was he acquitted? Because they had no evidence. That's None. true. That's true. They couldn't even prove premeditation, so they can't get him on first degree, and I think they charged they charged him with that. Yeah, so. and they couldn't solidly say that it was his dad's gun either. So. No, they couldn't say they couldn't the even 30 get... by 30 was yeah. actually the murder weapon. They yeah. couldn't say he was even there. Yeah. They had no motive either. Yeah. They just had nothing on him. The trial itself started mid to late March of that year. And the verdict was the first week of April after only five hours. This was a sh- once the trial started, it was short. Vermont Attorney General at the time, William Sorrell, said he was surprised by the verdict, which, with the evidence that we had going into the trial, I don't know if I would be. Because, like, like, we kind of know some stuff after the fact now, mm-hmm. but at the time, it's a guy who's been into the, in the mental hospital twice now. Yeah. He made a bunch of other clearly false claims. He has no reason to kill this guy they yeah. can't even prove that the gun was his i don't even if i were on the jury i don't know if i could say i couldn't i couldn't prove beyond a reasonable but doubt exactly so mm-hmm. then i'd have to acquit. you can say maybe but maybe is not a yeah yeah you have to, a solid answer if, even if so maybe you have to acquit then because you can't s- solidly say yes so yeah, you have to beyond say no. a shadow of a doubt mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, I if know. i was on that jury i would also acquit him then. exactly it's not over though of course not of course not of course. I titled this section What the Fuck Happened After because it's just so whack. Fair enough. In the month after his acquittal. Okay, 30 days. Isaac was arrested again following a seven-hour standoff with police in the early morning of May 10th in his parents' residence. Bro. After reports of loud noises coming from the home. His mother said he was going on a, quote, rampage taking a baseball bat to the inside of his parents' home in Moortown, which is another small town near Waitsfield, Vermont. Although, despite police's initial suspicions, he did not have a gun. There were guns in the home, mm-hmm. as this was his, his parents' home, and his father did own several guns. Mm-hmm. Case in point, the gun that they thought Isaac had used. But he said they were all locked, so he didn't use any of them. None of them were involved in this instance. He did shout death threats to the police. Because he's a classy guy like that. Very Mama classy. Mia. Very classy. Like, called out guys specifically. Todd! <laughs> Todd, I'm gonna <laughs> kill you. Which is like, okay. Get off my lawn, Todd! <gasps> you were mean to me in high school! Because <laughs> you know one of these kids was at a small town. You, they probably went to high school or knew each other. At the family potluck, you didn't talk to me! Your lemon bars were very dry! You hated my potato salad, and now I got a vendetta against you. No way this man brings anything to the potluck. He just shows up. He brings water bottles. Yes. As a result of that, he was charged with a misdemeanor disorderly conduct. And after that, he was pretty quiet. That kind of looks bad. But it also kind of just looks like someone who's spiraling with mental illness, too. Like, yeah. You really can't make an argument either way yeah. with that. And I can't imagine there's many resources for him in that town. Exactly. It's a tiny town. Yeah. yeah. Vermont's pretty progressive when it comes to yeah. mental health issues. But it's so rural in it's areas. It's so rural. 
Yeah. I mean, UVM's not too far. It's like 45 minutes. Yeah. But still. Mm-hmm. Until July of 2011. Big seven, seven, eight years later. Pretty quiet. Yeah. By the way, in this time, he had moved to Randolph. Okay. Another small but slightly larger town in Vermont. Yeah. Because as you can imagine, he was a walking pariah in Waitsfield. Yeah. No one wanted anything to do. Yeah, no one's going to hire that. No one's going to hang out with that guy. Especially the people at the party he confessed yeah. to the yeah, murder yeah. at. No one wants to hang out with this dude. So he had moved. When he contacted police of Randolph of his own accord and confessed to the 2002 murder, what was that phone call like? Oh, uh, hey, guys. Been a while. How's the fam? Great. Been great. a while. <laughs> Listen, remember that murder I said I didn't do and got acquitted of? Yeah, I did it, guys. I'm sorry. My bad. What? What is that? That's a weird gaslighting moment. Oh, guys, remember when I said I did the movie, but I actually didn't? I got you both. It was a prank. Uno reverse. Uno reverse card. I did do it. What the heck? That's weird. This is what is infuriating about this case, because he'd already been tried for this case. Mm. And acquitted. And Vermont is a double jeopardy state, mm-hmm. which means, and we talked about double jeopardy before in a previous episode, mm-hmm. but that was in the UK. They have slightly different rules. True. In the United States, double jeopardy is a clause under the Fifth Amendment, and it states that no person shall, quote, be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb punishment. And it means it, it's meant to protect citizens from being prosecuted for the same crime over and over until the government get the, gets the verdict that it wants. It's supposed yeah. to protect citizens against a tyrannical government. Okay. But it also means that once you're acquitted for a crime, you cannot be charged with it again. Unless there's new and severe evidence. Exactly. Mm. In a previous episode, we talked that an exception to the double jeopardy rule can be made. Because if, even if he confesses, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. Yeah, it's just him going like, guys, I did it again. And even in his other trial, he had confessed it and then he backtracked on it. So what's to prevent him from doing it again? Exactly. Yeah. There's no real evidence. There's nothing new. The only thing new is a confession that he's technically already made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twice. So no such exception for random confessions exists in United States law. So Declan's family will never get justice for his murder. Isaac Turnbach now lives in Randolph, as I said. Because nobody wants anything to do with him in Waitsfield. It makes sense. Soleil Leslie Leons was born June 24th, 2002. The baby. Just over two months after her father's murder. That's so sad. Yeah. There's one other thing I want to talk about this in this case. Yeah. Mm. Declan's family actually sued the American flatbread that he worked at. His estate on behalf of his estate yeah. mm-hmm. for workers' compensation due to the family due the family after the death of an employee on the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of a question because as he and Leslie were not married, there's kind of some red tape there, but they yeah. did have a child together. But the baby is. The baby is. But then there's also, they've got to, because it's the court system, they have to prove that the child is his. Although stepchildren also count, but they're not married, so technically even then she wouldn't be covered, so they had to double-check that she was his child. Mm -hmm. And there's also a question of whether or not his death was the result of his employment. Yeah. Because technically, a random guy walking up to the back of the restaurant, does that qualify? Yeah. They ruled that, yes, it does, because he would not have been there if not for his job, putting him outside at the time. So they were awarded... 
uh, funeral, burial, medical and attorney fees, as well as death benefits for Declan's daughter until she reaches the age of 21. Yeah. Which, like, American flatbread, you couldn't have just given it to him? On the one hand, you want it to be all squared away and filed. On the other hand, you couldn't have just given it to him. Yeah. Did you have to victimize the family twice and send them through the court system to get, yeah. you know, money for this? Corporations, <laughs> woo! Woo! Which is a little disappointing. But yeah. not nearly as disappointing as the fact that Isaac Turnbach just walks around Randolph, Vermont. And we also don't know the motive. He didn't yeah. mention a motive in his confession. Exactly. He, any confession. Yeah. So we have no understanding why. And there's so many combinations of some of the half-truths that we know of mm. that could be the real truth. Like, it's totally possible that Isaac Turnbach was suffering from a psychotic break. Yeah. And for whatever reason... He was compelled to murder his coworker and friend Declan, and then, through some clarity via mushrooms, confessed to the murder. Yeah. As well as several other things, but that one happened to be true. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. He didn't mention any sort of reason in his confession. E- e- any one of them. Any one of his confessions. Mm-hmm. That's the frustrating part. Yeah. Is not knowing why. And and I'm sure that bothers his family a lot because he's just a nice guy. It's senseless. He was a yeah exactly. He was just a guy working at an American flatbread. It's springtime. I mean, it's not warm. It's Vermont, but he's it's got a baby coming. His baby is coming in like two months. Two months. That means the nursery is probably decorated. He's got like a whole life ahead of him. A whole yeah. life ahead of him. Gone. Which is pretty disappointing. So, I hope you all are very disappointed. Oh, yeah. Because I sure as hell am. Yeah. Thank you all for coming to my table of disappointment. I hope you're full up on disappointment. And you go home and sit angry about this. Yeah, push in your chair before you leave, please. That would just be another disappointment. Yeah. Take your dishes to the sink. You don't have to wash them. Just bring them over there. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, them yeah. later. Just help us out a little bit. <laughs> the table disappointment, but you don't have to be disappointed. You still need manners. <laughs> Hi guys, we're back. <laughs> so we were talking about the case afterwards. This is literally what, like five, ten minutes after we yeah. hit stop. That's a treat. And we were talking about it, and I was just saying I was very pretty sure that Isaac did it as I was making the episode and as I was editing it and all that, and even as I was talking about it. But as we were just sitting here, I was like, I don't actually know that he did it. Yeah. And my thing, my thought was, if he is mentally unwell. And he's done multiple commissions. He's went through this whole thing. He could have convinced himself exactly. that he's done this. And yes, there's like some things with like the gun where it's possible, but it could also be when someone's mentally unwell, sometimes your brain just goes places. Exactly. And it might just be, he might have just entirely convinced himself or made a whole thought and fantasy in his head that he did it. Exactly. He knew this guy. It's very possible his brain just latched onto it. Yeah. And it's also possible like, his mom said he started acting weird right around the time. It's very possible that the trauma of a friend dying, he wasn't there at the day. He wasn't working, I should say, the day of. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, hearing your friend and coworker got murdered at work could be enough trauma to trigger a psychotic break. Because she was saying he started to act weird right around that time. So it's possible yeah. it just hit. Not saying that we're going to completely absolve him of this. No, did. that's the thing is there's, I have no idea now. Yeah. I don't know that he did it. Yeah. I don't know that he didn't do it. You can point a finger, but you cannot put your finger directly on him. You can go, maybe, but you cannot poke him with that finger. 
like I was pretty solid on saying I understand why he was acquitted by the jury. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they did not have the evidence for the, the case. Right. But now I don't know that I know he didn't. I don't know if he got away with it or not. He's Somebody also, got away with it. He's yeah. the only person that's come up. So, of course, we're going to. That's the other thing. He just got murdered in broad daylight. He's a nice guy. People are worried this could be be a serial thing. People want answers. It's possible that either the police looked for someone and someone fell into their lap and they just took it and didn't look further. Who knows? Because, you know, like it's a it's not like murder does not happen in Waitsfield every day. Mm-hmm. It's just such an out of the blue murder, too, that like people want answers. So they who knows how much deeper they looked after that. Because they, again, had no evidence. And suddenly just some guy is confessing to the murder. And it's not, it would not be the first time someone with a mental illness got blamed either for something they did do on, under the influence of a mental illness or something they didn't do, but were made to believe that they had. Mm-hmm. So now I don't know if he did it. I'm more disappointed than ever. That's our two cents. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much. Have a nice night. Bye. Bye.